Hi there, Abe here, and welcome to the podcast. Hey there, hope you're having an amazing day. Today, as I'm recording this, I'm in our beautiful home in San Diego, California. The weather is perfect, and um, I just drank the best coffee um, I'm not going to tell you where it's from, but uh, at least my favorite coffee. When people say the best coffee, I feel like it's 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 based on opinion, right? And I'll, and I'll tell you what I look for. I look for, obviously, the taste and the aesthetic uh, and customer service. And let me let me go on this rant really quick before we get to the to the topic of today. For me, any restaurant, any experience, any food, I, I, I rate these places for taste, for experience, and for aesthetic. So just because it's good, if, if, if there is no experience, if the customer service is bad, I probably won't return. Um, Horst Schultz has this great quote that says, um, customer loyalty is built with customer satisfaction. And for me, satisfaction is more than just one piece of the pie. It needs to be the whole experience. Um and anyways, I'm ranting. I'm, I'm fired up for today. Um, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying your day, your week, your month. And um, today I wanted to jump in uh, partly because, if I can be honest, I've been listening to so many podcasts, like a lot of podcasts. If you know me, you know that I can't listen to music really when I'm in the car. Um, I listen to podcasts. Music kind of distracts me. Music um, throws me off. I have a background. When I was way younger, I used to play music. I'm not good at it, but I used to enjoy it. So every time there's music playing, I'm always trying to play with it. It's a whole thing. Um, so I listened to a lot of podcasts and then I was like, man, it'd be awesome if I started a podcast. It'd be so much fun. And then I realized that I have one. So I wanted to jump on today and, uh, and, and talk a little bit about this topic, as you can see on the title of happiness. Um, can I say, tell you something? Having a podcast makes me happy. It's not the only thing that makes me happy. It just contributes to the, um, how would I say? Not not a formula, but it's like the recipe of my happiness. There is so much that that goes into happiness that I mean we can't really dive into a, in a limited amount of time. But um, I mean, we, at least we can scratch the surface today. Having this podcast is part of it. It's not a huge part of it, but I definitely feel it if it's missing. And this is a really good gauge about certain things in your life. If you pause it. Would you miss it? If you stop doing certain things, if you stop hanging out with a few people, would it take away from your happiness or would it add a sense of happiness, a sense of joy, a sense of peace? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's like, you know, in, in the Bible, there's this concept of the wilderness and, and how when you're in transition, God sent you to the wilderness. And I always put the wilderness in my mind because of the Bible. I think of like a desert and I think, when I'm in transition, um, I can, in, in, which is a desert, I can only bring the necessities, the bare necessities, right? So what I don't absolutely need uh, doesn't get to go with me. And a lot of the things that it makes me realize that a lot of the things that I allow in my life, a lot of the things that I, uh, I give time to, attention, stress towards, thought towards, are things that are not really adding to who I am as a person. In fact, they're actually just carrying, I mean, taken away by me carrying them. Uh, 
So um, I realized that when I stopped doing the podcast, it, it kind of takes away. I feel like a, a small part is missing. So this is me just jumping in and sharing. And um, I have a few thoughts on this on this topic of, of happiness because I was just um, reading uh, it, not a crazy book. It was an article that popped up on my phone and talking about like happiness and the impact on the brain and the impact of your energy. And I started thinking about that because because of social media, because of all the the feeds, the news feeds, everything that's going on, I feel like there's a lot of people that present the illusion of happiness, but I always wonder, like, are they actually happy? And I mean, like, famous people, people of wealth, you look at them posts, and even influencers that I have no idea, you know, of their uh, affluence, I know their influence, but you begin to think, are they happy? I don't know if you've ever, I, I don't know if you've ever, um, done this like I do and I look at people living their lives and you you see the paparazzis following them and you see all the attention that they get and because they're influential uh, maybe in the tech world or in the business world or in the or the entertainment world um, and it looks like a great great deal of fun but there's all these documentaries about uh, there being emotional ethical moral failures so even though they were presenting this great illusion of happiness, I'm like, well, it doesn't, maybe they weren't happy, you know, because I mean, I think in this world right now, you can absolutely present the illusion of happiness. Like you can create an illusion for a lot of things like success, you, the, the illusion of success can be faked. And we've seen it, right? I was just watching this uh, influencer that uh, sells courses and all these things and it ended up being a scam. I, he, I guess he used to you know, not own the cars, not own the homes that he would say, you know, if you buy my course, you can be like me. And, you know, for years, I think a lot of people believed it, right? Because that success can be faked. Um, you can nowadays even rent clothes. You can rent a bunch of things. You can, you, you, you can say all these things and it's not absolutely, you know, real. It could, the illusion could absolutely be faked. Uh, influence can be faked. Um, I get a lot of ads for books and leadership. I love, I love, love, love learning about leadership. And I think even me saying it out loud, I think I'm feeding the algorithm because my phone's right next to me. <laughs> but I see people saying, oh my God, I'm the number one speaker on this subject, or I am the most influential in my generation. And I'm like, who said that? Um, like, there's people who, you know, they can fake their uh, number one bestselling by buying all their books in a certain day in their one niche. And maybe they only sold like 50 books. But if they get that number one spot in the New York Times bestseller on their niche for the rest of their lives, they get to say, well, I'm a number one bestseller, even though it was an illusion, right? If you, Because at the end of the day, um, when you're making introductions, it's kind of like going to a new semester of school or, or starting a job for the first time, you get to reintroduce yourself and you can either introduce a fake version of you or the best version of you, even though it's aspirational. Uh, so so that success can be fake. Popularity can be fake. Like you can absolutely <laughs> buy followers um, and, and, and show on social media, right? It's, it's the, the cliche, show your best and hide the rest. But this is kind of what I feel. I feel like popularity is when others like you, but happiness is when you like you. 
So being popular means that you're going to work to get people to like you. You're going to make an effort in what you wear, in what you say, in what you post, in where you go, and who you associate with to get other people to like you because the goal is to be popular. And at the end of the day, popularity uh, usually comes with an agenda. Uh, we know in today's day and age that what sells is attention. So if you can get attention, if you can harness the eyes of a thousand people and sell that attention to any company, you can monetize attention. And um, I mean, I even see it in my context in in in, in church. Um, a lot of great, great communicators, amazing people who put out content that is almost um, clickbaity or they want to be popular. So they put out this content and who they are backstage doesn't match who they are main stage. Not because it's, you know, unethical or immoral. No, but I mean, like, they're so brilliant. But sometimes they will break down their greatness just to uh, uh, to appeal to the masses to get attention instead of being intentional about sharing content that is God-given for them. And uh, it may not be as popular, but it would be a far greater impact if they stuck to who they were. So there is this big difference between being popular and being happy that I'm seeing. And the more and more and more um, my wife and I's platform continues to gain influence, the more and more we learn that it, true happiness is not a byproduct of um, our stage life, but of our secret life. Um, I believe that there's more impact in a secret life that, that is surrendered than a public life that is uh, staged. And there's these documentaries and there's all these stories of leaders who get brought down by people uh, in their opinions, and, and and there's a whole dynamic. That's a whole conversation I don't want to get into. But at the end of the day, I always, you know, there's the statement, man, I hope they're happy. I hope they were happy. I hope it was worth it. And it, it probably isn't. But I'm at a season of life where I'm like, man, I just, I want to be happy. I want to enjoy, I want to enjoy my life. Um, one of my favorite verses you know, for the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, but I've come to give you life and life more abundant. That abundant life for me is not so much about uh, excess as much as it is about experiencing everything um, through the lens of joy. So it's not about having an excess that will give me joy, but experiencing every single gift that God has given me through the lens of joy. So it's not just waiting for great things to happen in my life, but seeing greatness in everything that happens in my life. It's not just waiting for great friends, but to see the greatness in the friends I have. It's not just waiting for great opportunities, but seeing the greatness in every opportunity that I have. Because the goal isn't to get others to like me. The goal is for me to like me. Because if, 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 I, if I begin from a place of security, then I will bring security to the people around me. And one of the main reasons why I see a lot of leaders uh, and just people in general, I mean, everybody is a leader. I'll tell you that much. You're not, it's not that you're a leader or you're not leading. The question is, how are you leading? Are you leading with integrity or simply intellect? Are you living to make a point or are you living to make a difference? But you're leading. If you're a parent, you're leading. If you're married, you're leading. If you're single, you're leading. If you have social media, you're leading. If you have communication with anybody, you're leading. If you're by yourself, you're still leading yourself. So you're a leader. And one of the things that I believe is derailing 
so many leaders and, and causing them to stumble and to give up is that they have the wrong definition of happiness. And the wrong definition of happiness is one that is imposed, that you impose on yourself due to comparison. That What this does is that you become so obsessed and so, let's use the word, so impressed with somebody else's life, with somebody else's uh, projection of happiness, that you begin to be embarrassed of your lane and you get out of your lane. And when you get out of your lane, you're running at speeds that were not meant for you. You're running in vehicles that were not meant for you. You're getting into circles that were not meant for you. You're saying yes to opportunities that were not meant for you because God has a lane for you. So what happens is that people jump on other people's lanes of what made them happy. And we think if we do what they did, I will get the results. But that's just not reality. Um, they did what they did because that is part of their genetic making. That's part of their culture making. That's part of their um, soul making. But you have your own design. God did not make you an original so that you could live as a copy. So what I've learned is, a, do you have a definition of happiness? Do I have a definition of happiness? I mean, the Bible um, has this amazing psalm that it, blessed is the man, right? And then it goes on to say that it's planted um, and, and, and that it's fruitful and that is, you know, it, it begins to give all these great, great analogies of blessed. And you can basically, in my in my own yoke of believing as a pastor, you can exchange blessed with happy in 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 many 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 verses like like because if you're blessed you're happy a blessed life is a happy life so for me what does it mean to be blessed what does it mean to be happy um you you must come up with your own definition of happiness um and by definition i mean the goal like 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 a and not a goal as in a destination but a goal as in like a a a a north star that is pointing you through to to true north so this is something that is your barometer this is something that is your gauge of am i in, in the right track and you can always come back to it if it's aligned with your definition of happiness um, and for me is this my definition my definition of happiness is that those closest to me feel the most loved by me for me this is my definition of happiness. I know I'm happy when I can look at those closest to me and they feel the most loved by me. So if I look at my wife, first and foremost, if I look at my daughters and if I gauge, do they feel the most loved by me? If they do for me, I'm happy. And it's not like, oh, I'll settle for that. No, 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 no. It, it, it just means that if I, when I live a life that is to serve those closest to me, I will naturally, naturally develop the feelings of happiness. It's not that if I feel happy, then I would love them. No, no, no. What, what I've learned is this. What makes me happy is when they feel the most loved. So if I... If I'm chasing those feelings, if my goal is to feel happy, then I develop certain habits and it just begins to feed itself. I don't, it's not about faking it so that I can feel it. It's about being faithful and then I would feel it. So this is what I know. Uh, after I've tried so much or uh, success in public, um, being the smartest guy in the room, 
um, comparison, all these things that the world has taught me. This is how you can be happy. What I've realized is that I've tried a lot of things and they don't make me happy. But I found what makes me happy. And that's when my wife and kids and, and a certain small group of people, um, of friends around me, when when they feel loved by me, oh my God, there is no greater feeling for me. That I've pinpointed that. So you have to pinpoint first and foremost, when are you the most happy and pause and dissect that. And, and what's what's funny to me is that um, a lot of times we don't we don't begin to uh, dissect uh, a relationship until it fails, and we and we always ask the questions. Well, what went wrong? We never or hardly ever, as humans, are taught to dissect a relationship when it's at the healthiest point of life. So what I've learned is. When I'm at Disneyland with my wife and my kids and we're we're having those churros and we're all like in cloud nine, and then I and then I I, I stop and I and I ask myself the question, what is it that brings me here to this moment? And I realize, oh my God, they're so happy. They feel loved by me. When my daughters come and they say, Papa, you're the best papa in the world, they call me Papa, right? You're the best papa in the world. And we have a we're very uh, expressive in our home. When they do that, I, I I pause and I'm like, what made them feel that way? Now, they're at an age where it's usually when I bring them like cake pops from Starbucks. Not that I'm going to bring in cake pops from Starbucks. No, no, no. But it's the fruit, right? I mean, it's the root of that fruit. It's, it's It was an act of, of of unexpected generosity, a random act of kindness. So when I do random acts of kindness towards my daughters, that's when they feel the most loved. And it doesn't mean that it has to be monetary expensive. It's just the spontaneous, um, the spontaneous display of my affection towards them. It's what makes them feel the most love. So you got to learn that love language, right? Uh, with your spouse, with your children, with your friends. And I learned for me, if I want to be happy, I want to live a life that is of service towards others and it makes the closest those closest to me feel the most loved by me. Now, that's happiness for me. Now, this is what I would what what I would challenge you in this whole deal. Um stop 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 comparing your happy lane to others happy lanes. It's just it's just absolutely a waste of time. Um can I, I I've said this before. Maybe this is your first time listening. Um, I cannot tell you how to win at life. Like I just told you how I found my definition of happiness. But how can you find it? That's on you, right? I cannot tell you how to win. But I can tell you exactly how to be unhappy. And that is trying to please everybody. Like if if your life is defined by pleasing people, then... You've missed the mark and you will continue to miss the mark. But when 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 you enter that into that divine calling in your life, trust me, um, because right now you might be saying, well, Abe, aren't you a pastor? Shouldn't it be to please God? Well, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely it is. But you can't um, please God by displeasing people. It's It's serving people that pleases God. It is me coming into an alignment of, okay, God, who do you want me to serve? And yes, even though there is a church that is under my leadership and my wife's leadership, um, they, uh, if I've become the only source of their joy and happiness, then I'm not leading them right because I'm not the shepherd. 
I'm just the 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 sheepdog that is leading them to the shepherd who can lead them to their green pastures. So if as a pastor, my happiness is in the crowds, then I've missed the mark. If my happiness is in what people say about me, then I've missed the mark because one week they're praising me and the next week they're, they're you know, they're talking about my message. I mean, it's always, there's always a better communicator unless you're T.D. Jakes. <laughs> but, but, but as a leader, if you're a parent, if you're a contractor, if you're a teacher, if you're a dentist, whatever it is that you do in life, what is it that makes you happy and define it? Um, if there is no, uh, aim, then, then you, you will, you will live an aimless life. Uh, without vision, people cast off restraint. This is about vision, getting a vision for, for a life. It, it, and, and, and we start narrowing it down. So today we talked about happiness, but maybe, um, there's gotta be a vision for health. There's gotta be a vision for relationships. There's gotta be a vision for communication. This is it. You gotta get a vision for your happiness. You got to pinpoint it because if you don't know what it is that makes you happy, you run the risk to stop doing what makes you happy because you're trying to make somebody else happy. And I don't believe in 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 us making other people happy in expense of ours. That's called people pleasing. I'm not saying that we're not going to sacrifice. I'm not saying that we're not going to stretch. But what I mean is that when you live a life so that you become the source of joy for somebody else, but you don't have enough in you, then you're only going to hurt all parties, the people you're pleasing, yourself, and those that you're called to serve. Because happy people make people happy. Joyful people make other places joyful. So I would tell you this, this week, today, tomorrow, just write it down. I want to remind you of mine. It's very simple. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be like this forever. It just means that right now is, is, it is, it is what this is and it might evolve and it might, uh, grow or it might shrink. For now is my definition of happiness is that those closest to me feel the most loved by me. That's the season that I'm in. Um, that's the words that I'm giving it. Words are powerful. Um, and, and, and I want to encourage you to, to, to find your definition of happiness. Find the object of your affection beyond, above and beyond God. As, as a Christian, I believe that I live for an audience of one. I live to please God. I live to live a life that honors Him. Um, but then it, it can't just be selfish or it can't not just be about results and about success and about popularity. It should be about living a life that is the most abundant because that's what Jesus came to bring, not just a path to heaven, but an opportunity to live a life that is full of happiness and joy and meaning. Um, so that's kind of my, 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 my rant for today. Um, I, I want to challenge you to fight for happiness. You can be happy. If you've been in a season where you don't feel like you've been happy, um, maybe it's just in progress because happiness doesn't always begin with the feelings. That's just the, the byproduct of living a lifestyle uh, that is on mission, on vision towards that things that make you happy. Um, maybe your happiness is, you know, found in a healthy living and you're working out right now and you're all sore and it was leg day. Maybe you're not feeling the feelings right now, but trust me, when you see the results, you're going to be happy about the results. Um, it, it's a process. It's a process. And um, that's the episode for today. I want to thank all of you for listening in. If this encouraged you, 
I'll tell you this. Gabby, please share it. Can you please share it uh, on social media? Share it with a friend. Um, it, it really helps the podcast when you subscribe and when you rate it and when you write a review. Um, so if this was of any benefit to you, uh, I would ask that you do that. And um, that's it for today. I hope that you have an amazing and amazing day, an amazing week full of happiness. I pray for the best and happiest season in your life. I love you so much and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.